This is the Hear Me Out CC podcast, a place to hear stories from the deaf and hard of hearing people and from your host, Ahmed Khalifa. This is a very interesting interview with Kate Lewinen-Waters where we talk about her experience on how she literally lost her hearing when she became pregnant. And it's a story that I never thought it was possible and as soon as I heard about it, I reached out to Kate and I wanted to just for her to share her story and how it happened and she shared her journey and her fear and the barriers and everything that goes through her mind as a mother as well. Very, very interesting and I hope it's something that you can kind of just learn from as well. And thankfully we made it work despite having some technical problems and also our respective hearing issue. We made it work but we couldn't hear each other so with the help of technology we typed it out and I spoke, she spoke, we made it work. So if you're having any problem with hearing it or you want to get the flow of it better by reading it, transcript as always is available within the show note you can access the transcript. So let's get straight into the interview with Kate Lewin Waters. Well, uh, Kate, it's great to have you here on the show. I really, really appreciate it. And I, and I believe that you've got a very, very interesting story about the topic of deafness and pregnancy and giving birth and having babies and how that has made you deaf, literally. So can you tell me the story of how did that happen to you? So it was in 2013 when I was pregnant with my first child, my daughter Beatrix, that I noticed that my hearing wasn't as good as it used to be. And I kept needing subtitles on the television and I was speaking louder than I usually would. And my husband noticed um, that my hearing wasn't as it used to be. So it was in 2013, um, I went to an audiologist and I was in my second trimester. And the audiologist said that I did have hearing loss and to wait to see after the pregnancy to see how bad it actually got. So um, I went about three weeks after my daughter was born to the audiologist. I had a hearing test and I was found to have 60% hearing loss. So wow. sensor and neural hearing loss and also conductive hearing loss. And then several years later um, in another audiologist test, somebody suggested that it may be otosclerosis and it hadn't been suggested to me initially. It took two, three visits to an audiologist, a different audiologist for them to determine um, based on my symptoms that it was otosclerosis as well as sensor neural loss as well. Okay, that's interesting. So then what is the difference between the two? For those who are lay people, what is the difference? And uh, just to explain more about how does it affect you as well? So conductive hearing loss and otosclerosis is in the low frequency ranges for me. And otosclerosis is when you've got abnormal growth of bone um, in your ear. Sensor neural is more genetic based and it's also um, got the hereditary components, which is quite interesting because my grandma in her first pregnancy with my father 72 years ago, was actually um, diagnosed with complete deafness and um, she had a operation to reverse it, but there wasn't a link until I spoke to this audiologist who determined that otosclerosis was probably um, the issue with my hearing loss in the conductive and the low frequency range. But then in the high frequency, so that's hearing high pitched um, voices like females 
and sirens, etc. That's where I have the sensor and neural loss. So there's two different um, hearing losses, but because I've got both, it's termed mixed hearing loss. Wow. Okay. I I, I know the feeling because I have uh, hearing loss to high frequency sound, and uh, I don't hear as you say. Uh, female voices is a bit more difficult. Sirens. Um, certain things in the old mobile phone, I used to struggle a lot. So I know how you feel about that. So uh, what does that mean for your day-to-day life? How has your life changed then? Day-to-day life has definitely changed. It's been a big learning curve and I'll never take anything for granted again because when you lose one of your senses, it's a complete shock. Um, and it takes a long time to adapt um, to the different changes, especially because I've got children and I'm always concerned that they may not hear me. So I have alarms around the house so I can always see the alarm flashing up if they're crying, um, etc., or if they need me. And I had a bit of a scary episode um, a few months ago. We were um, at school pickup and we went to cross the road and there was a blind spot and a big bend. I couldn't Um, have seen that car come in, nobody could have, but had I been wearing a hearing aid at that point, I would have heard it come in. So that was the wake up call I needed um, to actually accept that I needed a hearing aid and start wearing one because uh, I've had lots fitted and I really struggled having young children with the noises um, and the outbursts. You can't anticipate when a child's going to have an outburst um, and a toddler tantrum. And for me, that was the reason I didn't start wearing hearing aids um, straight away. I tried them, but I couldn't turn them down. Um, You had to have them at one level. So it's only in the last few months I started wearing a hearing aid. Um, Up to that point, I was lip reading. So it was really tough. Um, I excluded myself quite a lot from social settings. I dreaded being in restaurants. I dreaded being somewhere loud. Also, even with my work, talking to people, I would only want one-on-one. Talking to groups absolutely petrified me. Um, because of lots of background noise. Um, so it has affected me um, hugely, um, but I'm adapting really well. But I never had anxiety before um, my hearing loss, but I definitely do have some form of anxiety now um, as I'm adapting to life with a hearing aid. Um, and also sometimes you never know if the hearing aid's going to stop working. If you're going into an important meeting, um, or I've just had a pitch this morning, for example, it's um, a worry if it'll just suddenly stop working. I won't be able to hear um, what the people are saying, especially if you know we don't have um, Skype or something um, where I can actually see them and lip read. So there is a feeling of anxiety now, um, but one that I recognise and I can deal with. But it has taken a long time to adapt, and also for people to become patient with me. Um, they've taken for granted that I could hear, as I have, but now they've got to be more patient, and it's just educating people um, around me who've known me with normal hearing and now hearing loss to understand um, that I'm not the person I was. Um, So cultivating patience is um, definitely key. Well, I can understand what you're saying. Anxiety is a thing. I have those feelings about going to restaurants and conferences and businesses. I totally understand what you're saying because it's scary and it's not something that you can get used to easily. But I'm a latecomer into trying to accept it, into trying to accept what I'm hearing it. But even still today, I am still trying to get used to it. 
So what does that mean? Do you think, do you think then as a mother, um, how has that changed you? And do you think, do you have to adapt differently to other mothers as well? Yes, as a mother, it has made things a lot more difficult. I'm a lot more on edge. I worry about the children, especially when there's traffic um, or other people around. In playgrounds, I worry if they're a distance from me, um, in case I can't hear them, if they get into trouble. When they're outside, I need to be outside. And when they're upstairs playing, I need to be upstairs. Um, so it's a lot more stressful um, completely, having hearing loss and having children um, and adapting. And sometimes I forget that I've got hearing loss. Um, so I do have to take the monitors around me. So I, they flash up um, if my children go into a different room. Um, I can't follow them um, every minute of the day. So it has made um, things more difficult, but it's something that I've definitely um, learning to adapt to. So did that, does that mean that you have to um, talk about deaf awareness in your house? Because this is something that I talk about in businesses, in workplace, and that kind of environment. But did you have to teach your children at this young stage about deaf awareness? Yes. Um, we spoke a lot at home about deaf awareness, um, different levels of deafness, and different conditions caused by deafness. Um, I explained to my children how children can be born deaf, or um, they can be discovered deaf um, during childhood, or like me, it can come on through pregnancy, or at any point in adulthood as premature hearing loss. And most likely, a lot of the elderly people we know may have a degree of hearing loss, um, so we have talked um, about deaf awareness and how to respond to people who have hearing loss and who can be deaf. And my daughter's actually started learning sign language, um, which is fantastic. So, um, yeah, we're, we're doing that and actually really cultivating um, the deaf awareness um, in them so young so they can explain to their friends in school um, about deaf awareness and how to speak and relate to people um, who do have hearing loss of some kind. And my children react to that by being really positive and realizing they're learning about something they didn't know. And because there's a genetic component, uh, my daughter may also get it in pregnancy. So she's five right now. Um, but knowing this now and having the knowledge that I didn't have when I went into my pregnancy, that actually, if I got pregnant, I could have otosclerosis like my grandma and result in hearing loss. Now that happened for me, and I'm hoping it doesn't happen for my daughter, but there is a definite genetic link, which my audiologists say is about a 50% chance. I've got two sisters, neither of them suffered hearing loss in pregnancy. So it was just me um, who did have that genetic variant. But teaching my children um, about this and the fact that it could happen to my daughter um, is making them really aware and also to really look after their hearing um, as they get older. So concerts, etc., where I know some people who've lost their hearing by um, being surrounded by loud noises um, over a long time, that's made them more aware that they can't stand next to a speaker and their hearing could get infected. And it's so important to really appreciate um, your hearing health. It does worry me that my daughter may have otosclerosis at some point, and there is a risk you can go completely deaf. So I've had two children and my hearing has worsened in each pregnancy. And my audiologist has said that if I had a third child, I most likely would go deaf. And 
teaching my daughter that um, this is a risk and I don't want her to worry at the age of five um, that she could get this, but by talking to her about my experience, it's making her more aware that it could happen potentially, but she doesn't think about, oh, when I'm old and I have a baby, will I get this? But it's something we'll definitely talk about as she gets older and um, yeah, when, when she's in her high teenage years, I'm sure we'll start talking about it more as she goes into her 20s, etc. And by that, I'm hoping otosclerosis is a lot more awareness around it um, and sense when you're hearing loss um, prematurely. So if it does happen to my daughter, that it's dealt with really quickly and um, she gets a hearing aid and learns um, to enjoy wearing that hearing aid and get the benefits that it can provide. It's quite impressive that um, you know, you, you're advocating for a word and hearing it because I have struggled for many years and uh, I still don't get used to it. I'm not a huge fan of how it feels, but I can understand why it's beneficial. Do you find it difficult? Do you find it annoying? I mean, you require it, you need it, but how are you finding wearing it and how are your children reacting to seeing you wear it as well? It's taken me four goes of actually trying to wear a hearing aid until I found um, the one for me. And that's simply because I've got a wonderful audiologist who has been um, on a journey with me. And all the other audiologists um, basically set it at 100% straight away. And that's what I really struggled with. This audiologist, my new one, actually said, no, let's go in at 80% and then we build over a month. And I think that is the main reason I'm wearing it still today, because I've got used to it gradually. And whereas all of the audiologists said, wear it every day, all day, um, every day. Um, this audiologist hasn't. He said, wear it first hour, then take it out. Next day, two hours, three hours, build up. And that works really well. And actually, by the third day, I was wearing it full time. Um, my daughter loves it. She's been looking at pimping my hearing aid. So there's lots of things you can do um, to make it look snazzy. But um, all the audiologists I've ever seen actually said, oh, here's one. This is really discreet. Um, it'll go with your hair. And I just thought, well, what message is that sending out? Um, why should I be hiding it? Um, you know, for children growing up with hearing loss, what does that say to them? It says to be embarrassed of um, your hearing aids. And I really feel that there's a stigma um, around hearing aids and hearing loss. And I think if you're wearing one, wear it with pride. It's helping you um, to live a much fuller life. And there's so many reports and studies that showing that people who could benefit with wearing a hearing aid don't actually wear one. And um, it leads to social anxiety, exclusion, um, mental health issues. So wearing one is something to be really proud of. Um, so that's something I feel very strongly about is promoting um, hearing aid awareness and hearing loss and getting people to speak about it. Um, when people wear glasses, there's no stigma to that, but there seems to be with hearing aids. It's almost like people think this person um, you know, is stupid or um, old, um, but that's not true. It can happen to anybody um, of any background. So that's something I'm really conscious that um, I do want to work um, towards and help. I'm, I'm impressed because I was like that. I always wanted to hide it and it's taken me so long to accept it. And, um, you know, sometimes I think, should I make it more obvious so that people are more aware of it? But 
each to their own. Everyone has their own preference of style and color, snazziness. And I, I admire that a lot because that's something that it took me a long time to get over. And uh, even sometimes today, I'm still trying to get over it. But you're right. Why is there stigma? It just makes a lot of sense at all. In terms of, you know, you're a mother, but you're also a businesswoman. So does it affect you on your day-to-day life as a business owner as well? And how does it affect you and how do you get around it? When it comes to work, I enjoy meeting people face-to-face. I rather go into a face-to-face pitch or meeting any day. Um, when you're dealing with people on the phone, um, it's not ideal. Um, you might mishear, even with hearing aid, you may mishear a couple of words and not have to ask them to repeat, um, which isn't ideal. If I have a Skype presentation, great, because I can lip read. But being in person as a deaf person really, really helps um, with the atmosphere, with the it just makes you feel more comfortable. So um, I definitely um, prefer... Um, being in a physical meeting um, with someone, um, especially when it comes to pitching and you need that extra confidence, you've got extra pressure on you anyway. Um, So I always try and orchestrate a face-to-face meeting, no matter um, what, unless obviously it's in the States, then it's a bit trickier. Um, But really, as a business owner, um, the colleagues I work with are all aware of my hearing impairment. They're also very understanding. And um, I'm quite conscious as well of um, building um, a community, a work community, where we embrace people with hearing loss. Um, So I'm always open, um, for example, um, to students, PhD students, um, or other students who want to get experience with us, and they may have some kind of hearing loss or impairment, um, of them approaching us and um, working with us um, in a capacity that um, they feel comfortable, because I know it makes you more anxious. Um, you're not sure how um, you know, your work colleagues will adapt. Um, so that's something I'm quite conscious to promote as well. So um, as a business owner, I, it doesn't affect me um, so that I can't do the job, but I'm also very conscious when I go into meetings or meeting somebody for the first time who doesn't know about my hearing, I am more anxious than usual. Um, I'm quite a laid back person and confident. Um, but it, it is sometimes um, a struggle when I'm meeting somebody first time. I'm not sure how they'll react um, if I'm asking them to repeat things or speak more slowly. Um, and then often they see my hearing aid and their, their speech will change then as they see it naturally. It'll change so they're slightly louder, slightly slow when they're speaking. Um, but I haven't met anybody negative um, in my business um, world and my job as a um, business person. Um, so that's one positive um, to take from it. That's good to hear. I think um, I can appreciate as a, myself, I run my own business. And when you meet someone new, you don't know how they react. So I can understand it's quite nerve wracking about that situation, especially if it's in an environment that is not suitable for you, like in noisy environment. So it's great that you got around that as well. And uh, a lot to learn from that, a lot to learn on how to be more deaf aware as well. Technology is a big part of it, but at the end of the day, being face to face and being in person meetings, that is always the best thing to do. It's not always possible, but if it is possible, it's always the best thing to do, which is really, really cool. So then, you know, that's just a bit, a bit of a touch about your business. 
And I wanted to just kind of round things up with your experience as a mother who had gone through this. What advice do you have for other mothers who are going through the same thing or have gone through the same journey as, as well as you have? For other mothers who may be going through what I've gone through, um, or maybe even noticing some form of hearing loss during their pregnancy or just after pregnancy, I would say straight away go and see an audiologist, um, book in with someone, even if it takes you a few goes to find the right person for you, get your hearing tested, see what level of hearing loss it is, and then learn to adapt to a hearing aid as quickly as possible. Because my life before um, hearing aid or pre-hearing aid is a lot different now. Um, I'm a lot happier. Um, I'm a lot more confident. I'm a lot more sociable. And uh, for my children to see me embracing my hearing aid um, is inspirational. So I, th I think you just have to be really accepting um, of what's happening. It, it is a shock and it's scary, but having the right support network around you and having people understand what's going on and including somebody close to you on your journey, taking them with you to the audiologist is, is really helpful so they can understand hearing aids, they can understand um, the issue with your hearing. Um, I think it's hugely helpful. That's good to hear. I, and I, I agree with you. I think trying to diagnose as early as possible to make sure that you treat it, not treat it early, but just make sure that you have an idea of what's going on early so that you can adapt and uh, yeah, just start your kind of start a new life again, but not necessarily throw away your old life is what you said. You adapt to it. So it makes a lot of sense for uh, what you said to do that, just to get a check, get a diagnose and then find out what to do next, which, which all makes a lot of sense as well. And, and I do appreciate you sharing your journey, your story. And uh, it's, it's amazing that, you know, this happened because even for me, I don't think about it. So just to finish things off, I want to thank you for your time and uh, really thank you for sharing your story. If anyone wants to connect with you online, where is the best place for them to do that? Oh, thank you. Well, I've enjoyed speaking to you as well and sharing my story. And yeah, if anybody wants to connect with me, um, please do. My website is www.ktelwaters.com. Or also, if you want to um, come through um, by our work website, it's DNA Plan. So it's www.dnaplan.health. And you can contact me through the contact page. And I look forward to speaking with you. That's great. Thank you very much for sharing that. And I'll make sure I put that in the, in the show notes. You can access it. And uh, hopefully you can connect with Kate. And uh, again, Kate, thank you for your time. Thank you for that. Oh, thank you very much. I really enjoyed it. Thank you, Kate, for appearing on the podcast and thank you for your patience as well for overcoming the technical hitches that we had to face. But we made it work, which is so awesome. And if you have enjoyed listening to the story and reading it, make sure you check out Kate, contact her if you have similar issues or journey or barriers and just reach out to her. She's there to help you out as well. And I hope you enjoyed the story. I hope you learned something from it. And if you have, I would appreciate it if you can leave a review on whatever platform that you're using. Just leave a review. It'd also be awesome to kind of raise the deaf awareness as well. In the meantime, I will speak to you soon. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Hear Me Out CC podcast, courtesy of hearmeoutcc.com. 